This episode of On the Hop News is brought to you by Thinking Baseball, the only educational baseball app for coaches and players that allows users to see, hear, and touch the plays as they happen. Narrated by a legendary baseball broadcaster, Pat Hughes, and powered by a groundbreaking database, Thinking Baseball puts you on the diamond. Whether you're the cutoff man on a hit to the outfield or the first baseman trailing the batter on a sure double, everyone on the field has a job to do on every play. Learn to do it better with Thinking Baseball. Visit thinkingbaseball.com or download the free app from the Apple Store or Google Play today. It's time to get your head in the game. Today is April 12, 2019, and this is Friday's edition of On the Hop. Good morning, good morning, baseball enthusiasts. Welcome to On The Hop, a daily baseball podcast focused on delivering up-to-date news from around the league. It is Friday. We made it. Let's get into it. And what was probably the biggest story yesterday, the Atlanta Braves have inked another deal with one of its young stars by extending the contract of second baseman Ozzie Albies. The new deal is for $35 million over seven years with two option years. And it seems that every keyboard warrior, analyst, sports media outlet, and Miss Jackson down the street is beside themselves, except for Albies. Jeff Passan tweeted out, It's typical that agents criticize competitors' deals, but I've now heard from executives, players, analytics people, development side, and scouts who are saying the same thing. The Ozzie Albies extension might be the worst contract ever for a player, and this is not hyperbole. You want to know the only opinion I care about? Ozzy Albies. Here's what he had to say according to tweets made by David O'Brien of the Athletic Atlanta concerning his contract that he wanted to sign to play a sport that he loves. I look at it as it's not just for money because I'm not playing for money. I'm playing for my career. And I took it because I want my family to be safe. Albies also on Acuna's signing impacting his decision. We're more than best friends. We're brothers. I love them. It wasn't just because of him, because I love everybody on the team, and I love being where I'm at, being part of the Braves. I want to be a Brave for the rest of my life. That's the only opinion that matters. The average household income in Atlanta, Georgia, is approximately 60000 a year. Albies would make 83 times that. I was interacting with a gentleman on Twitter last night, early this morning, due to not being able to sleep, and he had this to say about the contract extension. Why should Albies have to act in anyone's best interest but his own? Not a big believer in economic freedom or independence? Perhaps you know his interests better than himself. A man has the right to determine the value of his own labor by himself and for himself. I couldn't agree with this statement more. Just stop it. In a short public service announcement fashion, the staff at Baseball America explained why their content will be severely limited moving forward. And I quote, You no longer can find videos of prospects in minor league baseball games on BaseballAmerica.com or on Baseball America's YouTube channel. That is because minor league baseball demanded Baseball America remove them all. So, Baseball America has taken down all videos from official minor league baseball games both on our site and on YouTube. We still have batting practice videos from before as well as action from the Arizona Fall League and spring training, but due to the minor league's demands, we have stopped posting videos of action for minor league games. The choice is not one we would have preferred to make, but it is one we wanted to explain so readers and viewers can understand why we are no longer posting videos from minor league games. 
Craig Calcaterra, writer for NBC Sports, also gives the following commentary that I am completely behind. The issue, though, is partially one of timing. Why now, when Baseball America has been doing it for years? Why now, in the same week, they have told teams to stop posting clips for which they actually have rights? It's also one of common sense. Baseball America does more to promote minor league baseball than anyone. Why alienate such a great champion for your product? Are those potential pennies from the pre-roll ads so much that it outweighs the goodwill and free advertising Baseball America gives minor league baseball? And really, does the minor leagues even plan to replace those now-gone scouting films of prospects in minor league games that Baseball America used to do? I sort of doubt it, but I guess we'll see. Major League Baseball and its affiliates continuously have me scratching my head. How do we increase and expand the reach of our product, they ask. I know. Let's take away all access to up-and-coming Major League talent, reduce mound visits by one, and rename Safeco Field and paint it pink. That'll do it. According to Zach Buchanan writing for The Atlantic, Adam Jones believes that there's one factor as to why Manny Machado is given the reputation of a dirty player. Race. It is 100% a factor. The following question was posed to Jones while talking with two reporters before their series opener against the Padres. This game long has had a bad history of using specific words to describe white players and other words to describe non-white players. Do you think Manny's reputation would be different if he were white? Here's Jones' full response. 100%, 100%, 100%. We know that because some players are called grinders and other players are called something else. Some players are called pouting. Other players are called passionate. It's all about how you word it. My wife's a lawyer. She told me a long time ago that everything is about how you word it and how you word it is important. It's like how you write a headline. Most people nowadays see the headline and react off of the headline. They don't care about the thousands of words you guys put into the actual article. They just care about the headline. We just want clicks. I get it. Trust me. It draws money. It's the market. I completely understand it. It sucks that certain words are used to describe certain players and certain words are used to describe others. Now, in full disclosure, I'm a white guy. I have absolutely no clue what it feels like to be, well, not white, obviously. And I'm not going to act like I do. I watched and followed Adam Jones as a fan of the Orioles. People have been nasty to him, throwing out insults and name-calling. But it is absolutely my belief and opinion that how something is phrased and how words are used can tell two different stories of perhaps the same situation. If an athlete is likable and in the public eye often and does something during a game that is slightly questionable at best, he is being gritty, passionate, or just playing the game. But if we don't know much about him, those traits are exchanged for dirty, out of control, or not aligning with the integrity of the game. I'm guilty of it, but let's not pretend it doesn't happen. On to the DL updates. Ah! Ah! According to NBC Sports, Billy Hamilton has been diagnosed with a mild left knee sprain and is considered day-to-day. The Royals outfielder collided with the wall while attempting to track down a fly ball hit by Mariners' Mitch Hanniger Thursday afternoon. MLB's Royals reporter Jeffrey Flanagan states that Hamilton will undergo an MRI on his left knee. MLB trade rumors report that Cubs catcher Victor Caratini will undergo a CT scan today on his left hand. There are concerns that since the initial x-rays revealed a possible Hammett fracture, which is a break of a small triangular-shaped bone close to the wrist and below the ring and small finger, that Caratini may be shelved for a month or two. Sonny Gray's outing on Thursday was going as good 
as expected. He had allowed only two hits over four innings against the Marlins. However, after those four scoreless innings, Gray was removed from the game. He took a line drive off of his cap in the second inning, but continued to pitch and struck out six batters prior to being pulled. Hopefully, it's more of a precaution rather than anything serious. Quick takes. Former MLB pitcher Scott Sanderson died at the age of 62 on Thursday, having been ill for more than a year. He spent 19 years in the big leagues, debuting in 1978 and last pitching in 1996. The right-hander went 163 and 143 with a 3.84 ERA and a 1.255 whip in 472 career appearances, making 407 starts. He recorded 14 shutouts while tossing 43 complete games. As ESPN's Nick Friedel noted, Sanderson served as an agent after his playing career was over, representing 2003 World Series MVP Josh Beckett and five-time All-Star Todd Helton. The Seattle Mariners continued their historic power surge Thursday by hitting a home run for the 15th straight game to start the 2019 season, according to Bleacher Report. D. Gordon smacked a solo shot off of Royal starter Jorge Lopez in the sixth inning. Seattle's record at 13-2 is the best in the majors. The Associated Press reports yesterday afternoon that Major League Baseball will play the 2026 All-Star Game in Philadelphia. The reason? To mark the 250th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. It makes sense. NBC Sports says no official announcement has come from the MLB, but one is expected early next week. Whit Merrifield's hit streak came to an end last night after failing to get a hit in six plate appearances. I know I mentioned that I wouldn't talk about it again, but... I'm kind of forced to. Merrifield posted a note on his Twitter account at 6 p.m. last evening showing his appreciation for the support. Thank you to everybody for your support through these last 31 games. While it ended shorter than I would have liked and we haven't gotten off to the best start, stepping in the box and hearing your cheers last night is a moment I'll always remember. Thank you for sharing that ride with me. Joe D is safe for now. According to the baseball codes, the Stockton Ports of the Single-A California League have upgraded their fan experience for the 2019 season. Fans can choose the walk-up music for opposing batters with the option of two pricing tiers. $5 will get your random song assigned to a batter, while $10 will allow you to choose the player to hear your chosen melody. Now, I vote that the MLB take ideas from these creative minds rather than getting robo-umps and moving the mound back to increase fanfare and attendance. Take note, this is how you do it. Juan Soto loves being on the diamond. You can see it in the expression of joy displayed on his face, and he wants every representation of this to also display his joy. Soto has rejected an early prototype of his Nats bobblehead due to a missing smile. He says, I'm always smiling and like to be happy. I like people to remember me like I'm happy, not mad. Their critique was accepted and the bobblehead has been corrected. This time the mouth is open, showing his teeth, which can be considered a smile. According to Yahoo Sports, Chris Davis is a popular guy right now, but for all the wrong reasons. His hitless streak continues to grow and it's been painful for all involved. So what do you do? Well, a number of Baltimore bars and eateries are ready to celebrate his first hit by giving away free food and alcohol to those who have endured the streak with Davis. And finally, for those who just can't get enough baseball, the Belgian Golden League is scheduled to start this weekend with three games, according to MrBaseball.com. The regular season in Belgium will be played through September 1st, 2019. The Belgium series then will be played following the European Championship and the Olympic qualifier in September. That's going to wrap it up for today. This has been Friday's edition of On the Hop News. And remember... 
Trying to sneak a pitch past Hank Aaron is like trying to sneak a sunrise past a rooster. Have an awesome weekend, and I'll talk to you Monday.